deep dive into the world of football tactics, both past and present, and bring you the latest tips and tricks to help you dominate your fantasy league. Each week, we will discuss current and historic team tactics, analyse upcoming fixtures, and share our expert insights on Fantasy Premier League to keep you ahead of the game. I'm your host Callum, and it's time to get on the ball. Introduced in 1992, the pass-back rule fundamentally altered the way football was played. This rule prohibited goalkeepers from picking up back passes from their teammates using their hands, forcing them to either play the ball with their feet or clear it with a header. By restricting goalkeepers' options when receiving passes, the rule compelled teams to adopt new strategies for maintaining possession and building attacks ultimately adopting a more dynamic and offensive style of play. Prior to the introduction of the pass-back rule in 1992, football was predominantly shaped by cautious and defensive mindsets. Teams often relied on a strategy known as back-passing to their goalkeepers, who were allowed to handle the ball without restrictions. This tactic provided teams with an opportunity to slow down the game, control possession and run down the clock, especially when they were in favourable position or aiming to secure a draw. This conservative approach resulted in a more sluggish pace on the field, characterised by long spells of uneventful play and a lack of urgency. Consequently, scoring opportunities were limited, and the overall number of goals was decreased. Fans and pundits grew increasingly frustrated with the negative tactics employed by teams, which prioritised defensive solidity over creative and adventurous attacking play. A prime example of this style of play can be observed in the 1990 FIFA World Cup. The tournament was marked by a significant number of low-scoring matches and an overall goal average of just 2.21 goals per game, the lowest World Cup in history at the time. To put this in perspective, the average in the most recent 2022 World Cup was 2.69 goals per game. However, in 1990, teams like Italy and Argentina, who heavily relied upon defensive ability, were criticised for the dull and cautious tactics. The infamous semi-final match between Italy and Argentina, which ended 1-1 after extra time and was ultimately decided by penalties epitomised the uninspired football that dominated that era. Another notable instance was the 1991 FA Cup final between Tottenham Hotspur and Nottingham Forest. The Tottenham goalkeeper, Eric Thorstvet, frequently received back passes from his defenders, leading to long spells of the ball being in Tottenham's possession without any real attacking intent. This approach frustrated fans and commentators alike as it distracted from any excitement and entertainment value that was typically associated with cup finals. The prevalence of these negative tactics and the resulting dissatisfaction among fans and footballing authorities eventually led to the implementation of the backpass rule. By preventing goalkeepers from handling backpasses, the rule change aimed to promote a more dynamic attacking style of play encouraging risk-taking and creativity, as well as ultimately elevating the overall quality and excitement of the game. The key motivations behind the implementation of the back pass rule 
were complex and largely centred around enhancing the entertainment value of football. One significant motivation was to eliminate the prevalent time-wasting tactics employed by teams. By preventing time-wasting of goalkeepers from picking up back passes, this rule forced teams to quickly adapt their strategies and maintain possession through more skillful and innovative means. For example, the rule change compelled teams to develop their ability to build from the back, emphasising short, crisp, passing and intelligent off-the-ball movement. This shift in tactics can be observed in the transformation of teams like FC Barcelona, who would later become synonymous with their tiki-taka style of play under Pep Guardiola. Another motivation for the rule change was to promote high-intensity pressing and more aggressive defending. As teams could no longer rely on the safety of passing back to the goalkeeper, they had to be more proactive in winning possession and transitioning quickly into attack. This led to the rise of pressing systems such as Jurgen Klopp's Gegenpressen, which thrives on forcing opponents into errors and quickly exploiting the resulting space. The rule change also aimed to increase the pace of the game and create more goal-scoring opportunities. By forcing teams to re-evaluate their tactics, the back-pass rule encouraged a more open attacking style of play, leading to more exciting matches for spectators. For example, the 1998 FIFA World Cup, held just six years after the rule change, saw an increase in the average goals per game to 2.67 compared to the 1990 World Cup of 2.21. Finally, the back pass rule was introduced to nurture skill development and tactical innovation. By demanding changes in tactics and strategy, the rule encouraged coaches and players to develop new approaches to the game, pushing the boundaries of traditional football thinking. The periods of adaptation saw the emergence of a new generation of tacticians, such as Arsene Wenger, whose Arsenal side blended a solid defensive foundation with sophisticated attacking play, setting the stage for the modern, more progressive style of football that we enjoy today. The pass-back rule change presented an immediate challenge for goalkeepers as they were forced to adapt to a new style of play. Instead of catching or handling back passes from teammates, goalkeepers had to develop their footwork and distribution skills to cope with the new demands. This change exposed the limitations of some goalkeepers who initially struggled with these requirements, leading to errors and costly mistakes on the field. An example of a costly error resulting from the back pass rule occurred in a 2002 English Premier League match between Manchester United and Arsenal. In the 24th minute of the game, with the score tied at 0-0, Manchester United's goalkeeper, Fabian Barthez, received a pass-back from his teammate Gary Neville. Following the pass-back rule, Barthez was unable to pick up the ball with his hands and attempted to control it with his feet, intending to clear the ball from danger. However, as Barthez tried to control the ball, he appeared to hesitate and misjudge the situation allowing Arsenal's forward Thierry Henry to capitalise on the error. Henry quickly closed in on the hesitant Barthez and managed to steal the ball before slotting it into an empty net, giving Arsenal the 1-0 lead. This error proved to be significant in the match as Manchester United struggled to recover and Arsenal went on to win the game 1-0. 
Their mistakes showcased the challenges faced by goalkeepers during the transition period following the back pass rule change. Despite their best efforts to adapt, some goalkeepers found it difficult to quickly develop the necessary skills to cope with the new demands placed upon them. This particular error underlined the importance of goalkeepers refining their footwork and distribution skills in the wake of the new rule change. As goalkeepers adapted to the pass-back rule, the expectations of a goalkeeper's role began to evolve. The modern goalkeeper became more than just a shot-stopper, evolving into a sweeper-keeper, who actively participated in the build-up play and distribution. This new role required goalkeepers to be proficient with their feet, able to contribute to their team's possession and passing game, as well as having a heightened sense of positioning and anticipation. With the introduction of the pass-back rule, goalkeepers also had to adapt their training methods to develop the necessary skills for the new demands of their position. As a result, training sessions began to emphasise footwork to improve their agility, balance and overall control of the ball, allowing the goalkeepers to be more comfortable receiving back passes and dealing with situations that required quick decision making and precise movements. Passing and distribution skills were incorporated into training routines, with exercises designed to help goalkeepers develop their short and long-range passing accuracy. These included practicing passing the ball to teammates through cones or hitting targets placed at various distances, simulating real-game situations where they needed to distribute the ball accurately under pressure. Goalkeepers also started participating in possession-based drills with their teammates, helping them get used to building attacks from the back and understanding the importance of their role in maintaining possession. Training sessions often put goalkeepers through exercises that simulated high-pressure situations, such as attackers closing them down quickly. These drills force goalkeepers to make quick decisions and execute accurate passes while under pressure from opposing players. Furthermore, one versus one exercises were introduced, where goalkeepers had to dribble past an oncoming attacker or find a pass to a teammate, improving their composure, decision making and ability to evade pressure. These changes in goalkeeper training routines have played a crucial role in the development of the modern goalkeeper, who is now expected to be comfortable with the ball at their feet and contribute to the team's build-up play. The evolution of goalkeeper training has ensured that they are better equipped to meet the demands of the game in the era of the pass-back rule. The pass-back rule highlighted the importance of a goalkeeper's footwork and distribution skills. Teams increasingly sought goalkeepers who could contribute to the build-up play and effectively launch counter-attacks with accurate long passes. This led to a shift in scouting and recruitment as clubs prioritised goalkeepers who could excel in these areas. As we delve deeper on how the pass-back rule impacted goalkeeping, it's crucial to spotlight a few key figures who not only adapted to this new footballing landscape, but revolutionised the position. Edwin van der Sar started his professional career with Ajax in 1990, just before the rule change was implemented in 1992. The Dutch goalkeeper, who later played for notable clubs like Juventus, Fulham and Manchester United, 
displayed an exceptional adaptability. Despite beginning his career when goalkeepers could freely handle back passes, van der Sar quickly evolved his game to align with the new rule. He is remembered for his calm demeanour, astute leadership, intelligent positioning and notably his exceptional distribution skills. His precise short and long range passes played a pivotal role in transitioning defence into attack, aligning perfectly with the philosophies of the clubs he represented, particularly at Manchester United under Sir Alex Ferguson. Van der Sar's adept distribution was instrumental in launching rapid counter-attacks, transforming the act of goalkeeping from purely defensive role to a tactical asset. On the other hand, Manuel Neuer, who started his professional career with Schalke 04 in 2004, exemplified the next stage of goalkeeping evolution in the post-passback rule era. Making his name at Bayern Munich and the German national team, Neuer took the concept of ball-playing goalkeeper to another level. He is often referred to as a sweeper-keeper, owning his exceptional footwork, positional awareness and daring willingness to venture far out of his goal to intercept through balls and disrupt opposition attacks. His style of play allowed his teams to maintain high defensive lines and press the opposition more effectively. What's more, Neuer's technical abilities and confidence with the ball at his feet challenged and redefined the traditional skill set expected from a goalkeeper. Not only could he deliver long pinpoint passes to his teammates, but he was also comfortable dribbling the ball out of his area and playing short passes under pressure. This further integrated goalkeepers into the build-up play, with Neuer often serving as the initiator of attacks. His impressive performances, particularly during Germany's successful 2014 World Cup campaign, solidified his status as a pioneer of the modern goalkeeping role. In sum, both van der Sar and Neuer, although they started their careers at different times relative to the back pass rule, were instrumental in redefining the role of the goalkeeper in modern football. They adapted to and excelled in the face of new demands of their position paving the way for future generations of goalkeepers and underlining the profound impact of the 1992 backpass rule on football's evolution. Many goalkeepers, previously trained and excelling in shot-stopping, found themselves suddenly navigating an entirely new footballing world where footwork and distribution skills became paramount. Notable goalkeepers such as Bruce Grobelaar, of Liverpool, known for his acrobatics and penalty shootout tactics, found the new rule change challenging. Grobelaar, accustomed to a more traditional style of goalkeeping, grappled with the additional responsibilities leading to several mishaps. These mistakes did not go unnoticed, resulting in substantial criticism from fans and football analysts. Similarly, Arsenal's John Lukic, a sterling example of a traditional shot stopper also faced a rough adaptation period. Lukic's struggle to adapt to the rule change was marked by instances of misjudged passes and difficulty handling back passes under pressure. Such errors resulted in easy goals for opponents, not only affecting his personal performance but also causing a wider questioning of his abilities in a rapidly evolving football scene.
The high-profile nature of these errors in a sport as globally scrutinised as football amplified the pressure on these goalkeepers. They were expected to rapidly adapt to the new rule while upholding their traditional responsibilities. This transition period became a test of not just technical skills, but also of mental fortitude under the strain of high-stakes, high-pressure matches. Despite the initial challenges, it's important to recognise that the transitional period was necessary phase in the evolution of the modern goalkeeper. It forced a redefinition of goalkeeper's roles and led to the emergence of the sweeper-keeper as we know it today, goalkeepers who could effectively operate as an additional outfield player. This marked a crucial milestone in football's evolution, further highlighting the lasting impact of the 1992 pass-back rule. The implementation of the back-pass rule fundamentally shifted the nature of football, placing a newfound emphasis on possession, distribution and building play from the back. This evolution wasn't done overnight, but rather the result of various influences and pioneers. While the roots of this approach can be traced back to total football and managers like Renus Michaels, Johan Cruyff, Arrigo Sacchi and Louis van Gaal, the rule change certainly catalyzed its adoption and evolution. As teams adapted to the new rule, the role of traditional, no-nonsense defenders was increasingly replaced by ball-playing centre-backs. This transition was not mere coincidence, but a necessary adaptation, with players like Franco Baresi and Franz Beckenbauer in the early years, and more recently, Gerard Piquet and Emmerich Laporte, leading the way. These players excelled in their defensive duties and played a crucial role in their team's build-up play, demonstrating their passing range and game-reading abilities. The rule change not only affected player roles, but also reinforced the importance of maintaining possession and accurate distribution in modern football. This evolution led to greater focus on ball retention, with teams adopting possession-based tactics to control games and dictate the tempo. It laid the groundwork for the rise of possession-based football, epitomised by teams like FC Barcelona and Spain's national team during the dominant period from 2008 to 2012. The influence of the back-pass rule extended to the tactical setups and formations, prompting teams to maximise their ability to build from the back. Formations such as the 4-3-3 and 4-2-3-1 rose in popularity, providing flexibility in the build-up phase and encouraging the involvement of full-backs and defensive midfielders in possession play. Defensive midfielders or registers, like Sergio Busquets and Xabi Alonso, often acted as the link between defence and attack, orchestrating play from deep positions. In this evolving landscape, few have epitomised the concept of building from the back better than Pep Guardiola. A student of Johan Cruyff's philosophy, Guardiola's teams from FC Barcelona to Bayern Munich and Manchester City have been synonymous with the possession-based approach and emphasis on building from the back. This approach was characterised by the use of ball-playing defenders like Piquet, Carlos Puyol, Jerome Boateng and Emmerich Laporte, as well as deep-lying playmakers such as Busquets. Guardiola's philosophies and the tactical evolution inspired by the back pass rule continue to shape the landscape of modern football, showcasing its lasting influence. 
The passback rule triggered an attacking evolution within the sport. This change acted as a catalyst, forcing teams to develop new strategies for retaining possession, constructing play from the back and creating goal-scoring opportunities. This strategic shift amplified the importance of attacking creativity, leading to the development of intricate patterns of play. Consequently, the rule change enriched the entertainment value of football, leading to high-tempo matches filled with goal-scoring opportunities and fast-paced end-to-end action. However, this evolution wasn't limited to offensive enhancements. Defensive strategies also underwent substantial transition in the wake of the backpass rule. Teams sought to exploit the vulnerabilities that the rule change introduced into the opponent's defences. Pressing, which had previously been less emphasised aspect of the game, moved to the forefront of defensive strategy. Teams began devising varied pressing schemes aimed at disrupting the opponent's build-up play and winning back possession quickly. One such example from the 1980s and early 1990s was Arrigo Sacchi's AC Milan. In tandem with this shift in tactics, the role of the player also transformed, leading to the rise of high-intensity pressing systems. These systems emphasised swift recovery of possession and maintained relentless offensive pressure. Players' fitness, work rate and tactical discipline became paramount as they were expected to cover large areas and exert constant pressure on the opposition. It's in this context that Jurgen Klopp's philosophy of Gegenpressen, which he implemented and refined during his tenures at Borussia Dortmund and later on at Liverpool, needs to be appreciated. Gegenpressen, or counterpressing, focuses on immediately applying pressure upon losing possession, with the aim to regain control of the ball swiftly, exploiting the brief moments of disarray in the opposition's defensive structure. Klopp's teams, characterised by their relentless work rate, tactical discipline and aggressive pressing, have achieved remarkable success, including winning the UEFA Champions League with Liverpool in 2019. Therefore, the Gengen pressing philosophy can be seen as a continuation and refinement of the high-pressing systems from earlier decades, like in Arrigo Sacchi's system at AC Milan. It demonstrates the enduring and transformative influence of the backpass rule on the evolution of both attacking and defensive tactics in modern football. The adaptation and evolution of these tactics underline the constant strategic innovation that has characterised football in the post-backpass rule era. The backpass rule has not been without its criticisms. Among the main counter-arguments is the claim that the rule has led to more sterile possession, a style where teams maintain the ball without advancing significantly towards the goal. Critics argue that prioritising ball retention over risk-taking can render games uneventful and tedious. However, such criticisms tend to overlook the dynamic and aggressive pressing systems that the rule change has catalyzed. Systems like Jurgen Klopp's Gegenpressing, for instance, disrupt sterile possession, forcing turnovers and sparking exciting end-to-end football. Critics have also argued that the backpass rule has disproportionately favored teams boasting technically gifted players. Teams with less technical prowess are claimed to face greater challenges 
in adapting to the new game demands. Some argue that the disparity has broadened the chasm between elite teams and smaller clubs, therefore posing increasing difficulties for the latter to compete. While it cannot be denied that technical abilities have become crucial in the modern game, the rule changes facilitated the emergence of various tactical approaches that can be adopted by teams across different skill spectrums. Direct styles of play or counter-attacking strategies can be quite effective in the hands of less technically skilled teams, providing a valuable counterpoint to possession-based football. Further criticisms challenge the notion that the rule change has definitively boosted the effectiveness of attacking football. Critics point out that defensive or counter-attacking styles can lead to successful outcomes. Although different styles of play indeed have varying degrees of effectiveness in different contexts, the rule change has undeniably encouraged a greater emphasis on creative attacking play. The high-profile successes of possession-centric teams like FC Barcelona, Spain's national team or Pep Guardiola's Manchester City underscore the potency of the build-from-the-back strategy. One common misconception about the back-pass rule is that it resulted in less physical and more technically driven football. Although the rule change has indeed highlighted the importance of technical skill, it hasn't undermined the role of physicality in sport. The ascent of high-intensity pressing systems and the continued success of direct physical football teams signify the presence of physicality within football. Ultimately, the back-pass rule change has cultivated more vibrant and captivating football environment, one in which various styles and strategies can coexist, compete and prosper. The 1992 back-pass rule change represents a milestone in footballing history, one with an enduring legacy and impact. This rule did not merely alter a tactical nuance, but fundamentally reshaped the sport influencing how it is played, managed, coached and perceived. It prompted teams to build up play from the back, underscored the importance of maintaining possession and effective distribution, and as a result, the modern incarnation of football is characterised by a more skillful, attacking and entertaining style of play. Tactically and strategically, the game has evolved to adapt to the demands set by the rule change, demonstrating its transformative influence. The ripple effect of the back pass rule change has extended to almost every facet of football. It has been instrumental in moulding the modern goalkeeper, who is much part of the team's build-up play as the last line of defence. It has ushered in the era of ball-playing centre-backs, exemplified by players like Franz Beckenbauer in the past and more recently Gerard Piquet and Emmerich Laporte. Their defensive prowess is matched by their ability to initiate attacks from the back, signalling the evolution of rules within the team. The back pass rule change also serves as an instructive example of how the modification of regulations can drive football's evolution. By changing the sport's fundamental dynamics, rule alterations can trigger a domino effect. Tactics, formations and player rules subsequently evolve to adapt to the new status quo, resulting in a dynamic, engaging spectacle 
The bypass rule change perfectly encapsulates the potential of thoughtful modifications to shape the sport's trajectory and enhance football's entertainment value. It has stimulated discussions about further changes to promote even more attacking football. Proposals on the table include alterations to the offside rule, modifications to the timekeeping system to curb time wasting, and changes to the laws around physical contact to protect skillful players. While the implementation of these potential changes is uncertain, the ongoing debate underscores the importance of continually refining football's rules. Closing with the long view, the 1992 backpass rule change remains a pivotal juncture in football's narrative, propelling the evolution of the modern game. By fostering a more attacking, entertaining style of play, this rule has left an undeniable imprint on the sport. It has transformed tactics, player roles and the spectator's experience. As football continues to develop and evolve, the legacy of the backpass rule underscores the potential of rule change to innovate and embellish the beautiful game. So that wraps up our deep dive into the backpass rule and its game-changing effects on football as we know it. In today's episode, we've covered the transformation of goalkeepers to the birth of pressing systems and even had a glimpse into the potential future of football's rules. Before we close, I just wanted to extend a big thank you to everyone tuning in to On The Ball. Your support truly fuels the show. If today's topic has sparked any thoughts or opinions, don't hesitate to share them with us on Twitter. Head over to the Bluebird app, give us a thumbs up, let your voice be heard. It's always fascinating to hear some more football thoughts. And that's it for today. I'm your host Callum and this has been On The Ball.